Hey guys, welcome to episode Not nine, so loud. season Not so loud. two. Not so loud. Sorry, it's like you're shouting. Welcome to episode nine of season two of Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I was once Ted O'Warman. And, uh... Oh, God, my mouth is like chalk, dude. Yeah, we're a little worse for the wear today. Is it worse for the wear or worse for wear? I don't care how you say it. I think I it's don't worse care. for... We're, we're worse for wear? No, that doesn't sound right either. Jillian, can you intro this uh, first sketch for us? And now we present another installment of Don Draper Pitches from the 90s. Picture this. A frazzled little man. A veritable beavis. The kind of man that's jittery watching the sunrise. He's gaunt, pale, not exactly sponge-worthy. He's in a large, well-furnished apartment that may just as well be his parents' basement. It's enormous. We pan quickly to see that there's statues and busts all over, and also books, papers, paintings on the wall. But at first, all we get is the general overview. He's slowly finishing up, crafting an enormous PB&J with all the care of Dr. John Carter in emergency room surgery. Oh, and he's doing one other thing. He's listening to the radio. The DJ is just starting to explain what their million-dollar trivia question of the day is. But before the question is heard, giving in to his unbridled avarice, our frazzled protagonist attacks the sandwich with all the fury of Randy Quaid attacking those aliens. The DJ reveals the million-dollar question. Name the man who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel. Then we get a closer look at one of the pictures on the wall. It's not a picture at all. It's a framed object with a plaque. The plaque reads simply, The Bullet. Then we see that everything, the pictures, the maps, the busts, they're all about Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr and that fateful day in Weehawken. The question has been posed, but the foremost expert on this event cannot fulfill his own destiny because there's nothing to wash down that sandwich. No ecto-cooler, no sunny D's, no jolt cola, nothing. Our sad protagonist tries desperately to get it out, then simply whimpers as the DJ hangs up on him. Now, I don't need to charge you for a research report that tells you that most television sets are not more than six feet away from the coffee table, or that breakfasts and lunches are eaten more often at the coffee table than in the dining room. And that coffee table is your battlefield and your prize. Dad likes Steely Dan. Son likes the spin doctors. The TV's always on. Jerry Springer playing in the background. Daytime talk wins every day. And you're thirsty. And not just for Crystal Pepsi. What if there was another drink where everybody gets what they want when they want it? It's as white as a Ford Bronco and as smooth as Jason Priestley. And it's already in the fridge. Or is it? There may be chaos at home, but there's no home at all. Without milk. Got milk? That's beautiful. That's nice to hear, because that's the tagline. We're thrilled to get this one on the first try. As are we, gentlemen. As the French say, as are we. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should we adjourn to the All-Star Cafe? And then we have front row tickets to Jekyll and Hyde. Sounds like this.
is the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Lead on, gentlemen. And now, Ted and Michael present Wall Street Journal cartoons described. So last season, we did a cartoon from the 50s and from the 60s. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd kick this season's edition of Wall Street Journal cartoons described off with one from the 70s. I'm looking at two men evidently in a lobby of an office building. Okay. They're standing. There's no other way to say this. They're standing crotch to crotch. Okay. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Are they wearing suits and ties? One, yes. One man appears to be wearing an ascot, but you can be the judge of that. This might be the mushroom cloud controversy of this season. Okay. It's either an ascot or it's a tie with like a paisley swirly pattern from what you can see of it. Do either of these guys have a briefcase with them? Yes. One man has a briefcase, but it doesn't have a handle. So maybe that reflects a little bit of his status because he's got his hand underneath it. It's like one of those- It's an attache case. Is that what that is? Yeah. Take your word for it. But they're standing crotch to crotch and they look very comfortable doing so. And you're sure that it's an office and not like a high-end Don Draper-esque residential apartment building? No, because of the, well, the attache case. Mm. Well, he could be coming home from work, I guess is my point. Yeah, I I don't think so because there is a third character. Oh, now we're getting to the meat (laughs) of this sandwich. But the two men look like they could be related. They both have sort of sharp noses, one of them sharper than the other. One of them's bald um, with hair around back, Larry David style, and one guy has like a a flat top filled out Johnny Unitas a little bit situation. But they're looking at a third person, and it's a woman. And she's entering from the glass wall, presumably from the revolving door. Okay. She has a briefcase and a handle. Oh, all right. She's wearing business attire, high heels. As Kelly Kapoor would say, the business bitch. The business bitch, the shopping bitch, the etiquette bitch. (laughs) Yes. And she has her sunglasses in her hair. So like she nestled them in her hair. They're they're not on her eyes. Okay. And she has this look. I'm going to do it for you, and then I'll just have to... Maybe you can describe it. All right. This will be interesting. You'll be describing something for a change. This will be a first. Okay, so this is what she's doing. How would Uh, you describe that? The look is kind of nose in the air. Uh I'm better than conversating with you at all. Yes. Nose, chin up. Eyes are closed. So she's just like, she doesn't have time for it. Now, see, that to me tells me that this is indeed an office, Mm -hmm. and that she's probably their boss. Ted? This is a first because you've guessed right. Oh, all right, good. <laughs> the caption is, don't know which, which of the two crotch to crotch men are saying it, but the caption is, look sharp, here comes the old man. Ah, I see. So, and she's not even old. Yeah. But the idea is that she has supplanted the 90-year-old founder, but they're scared of her and they're, they want to be at attention Yeah. when she walks in. Breaking through that glass ceiling by coming through the glass wall. <laughs> Exactly. She doesn't have those uh, those shoulder pads yet. That was more the eighties. That was the eighties. That was the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. She's just frankly, this was a she's a pretty happening looking gal. You want to see? Yeah. Let's do the reveal. Let's hand this over to you. Those MacBook Airs are really light. Yes, they are. Jillian wants to see too. Here comes the old man. Yep. Very good impression of her face. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I make that face sometimes when I'm feeling hoity-toity. How would you just, Jillian? How would you describe her top? Because it almost looks like a. It's a, blouse. it's a blouse. It looks like a sweater almost to me. It's a blouse. It's got a Peter Pan neckline, in case anyone here understands what that means. Not at nope. all. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Ted, how would you describe the tie? Is it an ascot or is it a tie? I'd say it's a it's a, a poorly tied tie. With some kind of design it's on it. It's just coming out. Yeah, it's probably Paisley. All right. 
And the guy's got a vest on. I do think that's an attache case. And she's got the more stylish briefcase, which also indicates she's got the, she's got the more stylish briefcase. I'll also say this. A, the guys are crotch to crotch. You're right. <laughs> and both leaning into it kind of in a crotch forward way. Those are they're fat. They're kind of like schlubs. And the, well, that's what I was just going to comment on is like they're actually overweight and older than her. Yeah. So she she jumped them. Yeah. In the uh, the hierarchy. She's probably one of those new college graduate women who actually has a business degree. And these guys have just been, you know, getting along by playing golf every Friday for their whole careers. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ted. It was a pleasure sharing this 1970s Wall Street Journal cartoon with you. Pleasure was all mine, my friend. I'll see you in the 80s, my friend. Get yourself a blazer. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> Get yourself a blazer and push those sleeves up. Will do. And it'll be teal. This has been Ted and Michael present Wall Street Journal cartoons described. So you guys remember that professional athlete boyfriend showed up a few weeks ago? He's back. Here's another one. Ted's asleep. And his shirt is off. I don't remember him taking it off at all. I don't even know where it is. I swear he hasn't left the room. This is weird. Why am I recording all this? You guys still listening? Is anyone out there at all? Hey, what do you think of seeing that new Reese Witherspoon movie tonight? Well, Reese Witherspoon is a major box office draw, no question about it. Her transition from angelic teen victim to leading lady was pretty seamless. So you got to give credit to her whole team. They uh, they planned a heck of a career and they executed their plan really well. It's uh, It's hard to compete at the box office with a solid leading lady who generally chooses her project so well. You don't sound too excited about it. Well, yeah, it's obviously it's tough news to take when you drop hints about the new Jason Statham movie for weeks and then certain people make up their mind. It's it's obviously not going to happen. You know, it just it's a it's a tough loss. But at the end of the day, we have to move on and focus on the next one. There's no sense playing the blame game. We're not about that. We want to be a productive team. We'll make adjustments and hopefully we can uh, come out on top next time. We got we got a lot of dates, a lot of dates to go. You know, you might like the new Reese Witherspoon movie. Well, you know, look at the film. It's all there. From Cruel Intentions on, her work tends not to be suited towards my demographic. Um, It's nothing against her. It's just, you know, either way, it'll just be one of those movies. You got to forget about it. You got to move on. It's important to have a short memory because we got another one coming up. Just got to be stronger with with my hints. Fix what I got to fix and stay sharp. Communication is key. And and that's what I'm going to say is the big takeaway from this. So we'll have that on our minds going forward. At the end of the day, you miss 100% of the movies you don't buy tickets for, so effort is key there, too. Okay, want to just stay in and binge Big Little Lies? I've been dying for you to see it. You know I'm not going to comment on that now. Uh, I'm not going I'm, I'm to speculate. Is, is that a yes or... Why do you always go straight to the shower after we have a conversation like this? And don't you dare rat-tail me with the towel this time. I mean it. Why do you shower with your flip-flops on? That's really insulting, actually. This has been a professional athlete. Boyfriend. And now we present One Minute with Carter Fredericksburg, the singing bully. Over here, Harry. Over here. (gasps) Pass it back. Aw, I'll get it. Oh, no. Hurry, Harry. It's rolling towards... Looking for this? Y- yes, Car- um, Mr. Fredericksburg, sir. Whose ball is this? Uh, mine. 
Well, now it's the school's roof ball. What do you say we seal this deal with a song? Oh, oh no. no. Never gonna oh. give you oh. up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run oh. around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. You're welcome. Shh, shh, don't do that. Ooh, as I put my hands behind my ears as if I'm listening to a crowd, do I hear somebody requesting an encore? What? No, no, I thought I was being polite. I thought you were suggesting that we clap by saying you're welcome. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. And if you're going to San Francisco, you're going to meet some gentle people there. This has been One Minute with Carter Fredericksburg, The Singing Bully. That was episode nine, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Ted had some Gatorade. Feeling a little better. Feeling the second the second throw up turned the corner for me. Okay. I'd like to dedicate this episode to one of my favorite things about you, Ted. Your encyclopedic knowledge of obscure boxing history. It's great at parties and sort of gruesomely fascinating. Well, that works out well, Mike. Because I'd like to dedicate this episode to Jack Dempsey, who in 1919 bested Jess Willard to become the next heavyweight champion in the world, knocking Willard down a record seven times in the first round, and Willard wasn't able to answer the bell for the third, making Jack Dempsey, at 50 pounds and five inches lighter than Jess Willard, the new heavyweight champion of the world. I have to say this because it's actually true. My great-grandfather followed him around, Jack Dempsey. Not creepily, yeah. he was like a gambler. He like followed him on like the circuit of fighting whatever the hell it was tex rickard with his promoter there you go that was all true (laughs) i hope he bet on him because jack dempsey was pretty fucking good well until he met gene tunney and his science of boxing and that's when he lost the battle of the long count tunney only lost one other fight in his career uh, i'm sorry only one fight in his career to harry gribb the pittsburgh windmill so why is that name less well known than jack dempsey gene tunney was more of a scientific fighter didn't have the knockout power of the draw and he enjoyed people he opened a bar Mm-hmm. I think it's still open, isn't it? Jack Dempsey's? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It was open for a long time. It was open for a long time. There was a bar called Jack Dempsey's Bar near, uh, I believe, the Chrysler. Yeah, no longer affiliated with his family, though. Oh. Right. Well, I hope they got a hefty also, sum for it. he's got a fish named after him. The Jack Dempsey fish. Also, none of this was being read, and... Uh... You just got tedded. I've got you under my skin... I've got you deep in the heart of me. So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me. I've got you under my skin. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer without a trace. A doubt in my mind. I'm in love, ooh, I'm a bit deeper, I couldn't leave if I tried. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words.
words, hold my hand. In other words, darling, kiss me. In other words, please be true. In other words, in other words, in other words, I love you, bump, bump, ba. You've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. You've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. Tweedly, tweedly, tweedly dee. I'm as happy as can be. Jiminy Cricket, Jiminy Jack, you make my heart go clickety-clack. Tweedly, tweedly, tweedly dee. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Now that I've been loving you so long, tell me how am I supposed to live without you? And how am I supposed to carry on when all that I've been living for is gone? Now I've had the time of my life No one ever felt like this before Yes, I swear it's the truth And I owe it all to you Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones was written by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman, with some room for improvisation because this is a comedy podcast, you guys. We're not tied to the page. The podcast was produced by me, Jillian Pensavalli, and edited by me and Michael Paul Smith. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, you don't want to be on Ted's bad side. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at MPSmithNYC and at Ted O'Gorman, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use TedandMichael at gmail.com. Visit TedandMichael.com for episodes and full credits, including voiceover actors and music tracks. Thanks again for listening. Stay weird, friends. Stay weird, friends.